Welcome to the Sober Sally Diaries, a series of blog readings brought to you by the Recovery Hour podcast. I am Lori Winfeld, the host of the Recovery Hour and creator of the Sober Sally blog and recovery community. Here you'll find my private thoughts and journey through sobriety and the quest for mental wellness. If you like what you hear, please rate and review. This will help gauge the interest of these special diary episodes. For more information on the podcast, as well as my coaching and speaking practices, please visit therecoveryhour.com. This is not the end of my story. Is there a difference between being suicidal and fantasizing about wanting to jump off of a bridge or a building? Well, we all know I'm no psychologist. I can't even spell that word without spell check. But I do know I have had both thoughts. Yes, thoughts of actually killing myself and more frequent thoughts of jumping off a building. For instance, I often say, if she calls my name one more time, I swear I am going to jump off this fucking building. Now let's not focus too much on who she is in this discussion. Just know that when I reach high levels of frustration, my mind literally wants to just check the fuck out. Like, run and hide. Hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your Silver Sally. Anyone that knows me knows I'm not really going to jump off of a building when I make this announcement. But it is typically recognized that a trigger has been ignited. Mama's about to snap and perhaps someone should stop calling my name. <sighs> Good. They're listening finally. Peace. Thank you, family, for being observant and aware of my triggers, and thank you to myself for being so open and vocal about said triggers. Now, to what I consider my real suicidal thoughts. Have I had them? Yep. Do I know the difference between frustration, loneliness, rage, versus the end? Not certain. I can think of one instance a while back that scared me enough to know I needed to get help. And if I didn't, I would likely not be here today. I don't know why I had the strength to recognize that I was about to really end my life and that it was a bad idea. Some would say intuition, always trust that gut feeling. Others would say divine intervention. I'm still exploring that theory. What I will say is, I'm siding on the fact that I scared the shit out of myself enough and I couldn't imagine the insurmountable pain I would have caused my toddler son at the time. I just sat there sobbing in my tears, guzzling champagne and imagining how my son would be told that his mommy was dead. I imagined the resentment he would likely feel towards me, as so many of us do to those that are ill enough to commit this inconceivable act. Because of the amount of tragic loss I have suffered in my life, I was able to put that together in my drunken state. Let's flash back to this faithful day. After a day of brunching and day drinking with a girlfriend, we hit our fancy hotel suite in the late afternoon to get our hair done and our makeup done for a fancy evening. Fancy dress, check. Fancy friends, check. Fancy party, check. And what could make a girl feel fancier than champagne? Lots of it. How much? I have no idea. But considering there were a few Bloody Marys involved earlier in the day, then mimosas, then mimosas minus the OJ, 
It's likely I consumed close to six shots of vodka and two bottles of champagne in a four to five hour period all on my own. Oh, and when I said brunching, I meant drinking and some more drinking. Not much food was consumed, just lots of... drinking. Okay, blah blah blah. I continued imbibing on the champs while getting ready for the evening. Said fancy friends started to arrive to our suite for a little pre-party before the real party. At this point, there is a situation brewing that upsets both me and my boyfriend at the time. My now husband. As most things did with my drinking, the conversation was getting a little heated and voices elevated, enough to make some of our guests uncomfortable deciding to leave while leaving our other friends at the bar in the suite trying to catch up with the day of drinking we had, because clearly a drunk is more tolerable when you're drunk too. Before we knew it, doors were slamming and voices could be heard across the entire floor. While the elegance of the event was lost on me, our friends and my boyfriend were still adamant about getting ready to leave for the event. I couldn't do it. I was so angry. No, not even angry, but just filled with rage. And frankly, I knew that if this behavior was happening now, what in the hell was going to happen when we got downstairs? We'd be walking into an event that had an open bar priding itself on having the best of all the best in categories of alcohol. No thank you. I demanded that they left me alone, and they did after some serious requests from friends to rethink my decision. Here I was, a pretty princess in my sparkling silver dress, my fancy hair and makeup, and all alone. Just me and my thoughts not a good place for a person with mental health issues and drinking solutions. My first thoughts were to suck it up, dust off the crazy, and head down to the party and join the group, pretending nothing happened, and hopefully not getting into any public disputes. My pride got the best of me, as I was a little embarrassed, and I just knew there was no reasoning with a drunk person. While I am the focus of the story, and was very drunk, know that a few of the boys had their day of golf and binge drinking themselves, so we were all well on our way to a different level of la-la land. Talking to my boyfriend was just going nowhere, so I decided to sit on the end of the jacuzzi tub, staring at myself in the mirror, guzzling champagne between sobs of hysteria. I hoped that my Prince Charming was going to come back and rescue me. I looked out the big windows down onto the path to the party and saw him walking with his friends. Without me. While I did this to myself, at the time in my life I was looking for someone else to blame for my decisions, and now I know I was looking for someone to save me. I was so lost. So angry. And for one last time in my life, completely abandoned. While I sat on that tub, my thoughts wandered to ending my life. I didn't know the how, I just knew the why. And it was time. Time to end the pain and sadness. Time to end the vicious cycle of emotional living and drinking to cope. The emotional abuse I caused to myself and others and the feeling of emptiness. No one understanding those feelings in my life. I looked down to the tub and it hit me. Right then and there I realized I was going to drown myself. If I just filled up the tub with water, slid in holding my nose, then go under and let go, I'd just die. Simple as that, I'd stop breathing, I would drown, and life would be so much better for everyone because I would not exist. Bingo, let's do this. Except I hate water, like hate water. 
and I'm a bit of a control freak, so I was trying to figure out if I should do it naked or stay in my dress for effect. Seriously, these freaking thoughts were in my head. I was worried about who would find me and if it would be appropriate for them to see me naked. Jesus, with all I had in me, I realized I needed to seek help like I would normally do. I ran. I ran like hell. I rushed out of my room in my beautiful gown and hauled ass downstairs to the nearest bar. We were staying in a hotel casino that's open all night long. I grabbed a stool at the furthest end of the very, very busy happening bar and just sat there. I took a few deep breaths and found comfort in having others around me. I didn't want them to talk to me. I just knew I was safe now. And since that was over with, why not have another drink? The sweet bartender gave me a glass of something and I nursed it for a little bit before realizing I didn't have a way to pay her. I ran so quickly out of the room I didn't grab my purse or my key. She was a delightful hostess by chatting a bit with me, telling me how beautiful my dress was and giving me a drink on the house for my troubles. She listened. Yeah, she was doing her job, but she did much more than that. She took probably less than a minute to recognize I needed more than a drink, and all it took was her to compassionately ask me if everything was okay, if she could buy me a drink, and compliment me on my fancy dress, offering to be my date for the rest of the evening. She made a difference because she didn't ignore the weird silent lady at the end of the bar. So moral of this story, talk to weird fancy silent ladies. You may help save their life. Or maybe this, you never know what someone else is going through. Please approach others and yourself with kindness and grace, with a warm heart and forgiveness. It is not possible to reason with a drunk person ever, so don't try. Have you noticed that the county puts up warning signs in the women's bathroom? Drinking while pregnant can cause birth defects? Mm, okay, so like if I'm ingesting something that will likely cause defects to a human growing inside of me, what the fuck is it going to do to me? Okay, sit on that one for a while. While this was the one time I really thought my life was over, I've also had other fantasies. Not like the kind you have of Derek Jeter or George Clooney, but like daydreams of running my car off the side of the road into medians. Weird messed up shit. I always snapped out of that way of thinking, but this is the thing. It did come to my mind. It came to my mind. So while I have heard you didn't seem like you had a drinking problem, please know drinking wasn't my problem. It was my solution. My mind is a beautifully broken piece of intellectual property that I will never understand. But what I do understand is to have it perform to its best ability, I must nurture it, feed it, and water it. And for me, hold the additives. Oh, and you're probably wondering how things went down once the fancy party was all over. Let's just say one of us stayed at the hotel and the other one went home. As per usual, the facts are a little fuzzy about the rest, and honestly, those details are irrelevant now. But luckily, I've been in a relationship with a man that has been more than supportive through the years of rage and resentment I would bring. And we get to share this amazing benefit of me living an alcohol-free life. It truly is a blessing.